Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. A week into Melbourne's lockdown, there have been another two deaths and a new record number of virus cases, 317 recorded in the past 24 hours. Melina Saris is live this morning. Melina, Premier Daniel Andrews has just spoken. What has he had to say? And the Premier has once again urged all Victorians to follow the rules to prevent spreading this virus even further. Victoria recorded 317 new cases overnight. That's the highest daily increase to date. Sadly, two more people have died. Two men in their 80s passed away overnight. 109 people are now in hospital. 29 of those are fighting for their lives in intensive care. Outbreaks at our aged care homes are most concerning. Almost 40 nursing homes are infected across Victoria. 108 staff and residents have so far tested positive. Premier Daniel Andrews has acknowledged there has been a lot said about Victoria moving to stage four restrictions. He says there's no announcements to be made on that today, but hasn't ruled out even tougher restrictions in the coming days. If you want to make that less likely, if you want to get out of these sorts of restrictions as fast as possible, then we all have to play our part and not rely on our doctors and nurses as the last line of ultimate defence against this virus, but instead acknowledge that we're the ones that are on the front line. Every individual, every family, every local community. Our hospitals are preparing for an influx of patients during this second wave. The old Peter McCallum Cancer Centre will be reopened with 84 beds, including ICU capacity. And Melina Saris joining us live from Melbourne. Thank you very much, Melina. New South Wales remains on a knife's edge to contain a spreading cluster with thousands still queuing for testing across the state. Robert Avadia is at a testing centre for us in Sydney this morning. Rob, New South Wales Health has just announced 10 new cases, three of them they can't find a link to. Yeah, correct. And this is the greatest fear. And we, we heard this from Dr Kerry Chant some months ago when COVID-19 really started to take hold in Sydney, that it's one thing to be able to trace it back to the crossroads of Casula, which is the majority of the cases, around 40 we understand it's climbed to today. But when there are those three cases that are just loitering with no specific link, the concern is that perhaps there could be another location that is generating COVID-19. We've already seen that with the, uh, the gymnasium at Casula, where two people who hadn't had anything to do with the crossroads contracted uh, COVID-19 from being at that gym. There was another example we've heard just in the past 24 hours of a hurricane's grill at Brighton La Sands where precisely the same thing happened. So Kerry Chan did say that there is some at least encouraging news that three of the 10 new confirmed cases today we heard have been linked straight back to the crossroads. 
So those three cases that we were associated with the crossroads, um, there was a child of a previously known case, a man in their 30s who was a contact of a previous known case, and a man in his 80s who attended the crossroads on the 5th of July. So that is easy. The three unknown cases, however, they suspect are most likely linked to the crossroads since they have all been found in the southwest of Sydney. Now, where I am is, is quite a bit further south. This is Moss Vale in the uh, Southern Highlands. Uh, another testing clinic, a pop-up clinic that is open today. The queue here, very, very modest, but as you go further north from here to Bowral and then to Picton, Camden, Norellan, Casula, Liverpool, those queues continue to be quite lengthy, Anne. Robert Vardia with the latest from New South Wales. Thank you very much, Rob. To breaking news now, and the latest unemployment figures have just been released for June. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, good morning. What do they reveal? Good morning, Anne. Well, as expected, the uh, official unemployment rate has risen from 7.1% in May to 7.4% for the month of June. Now more than 992,000 people unemployed, though we know the effective rate is nearly double, more than 13% when you, you include Australians who are receiving the JobKeeper payments. The Prime Minister is about to unveil plans to help Australians who have lost their jobs during the pandemic, a $2.5 billion job trainer program to re-skill laid-off workers as well as school leavers through cheap or even free short training courses from September in areas of growing demand like mining, construction, IT, health and aged care. Also subsidising half the wages of an extra 100,000 apprentices in small and medium businesses. Measures welcomed by economists and the business community. The goal of this government is to keep people in work and to keep apprentices and trainees on the job, which is where we need them. Young Australians have borne more than their fair share of job losses. So anything we can do that supports employment of young Aussies, that gives them on-the-job training, will be good uh, for them, for their job prospects and for the economy. This is exactly what we've been calling for. So okay. identify those areas and then let's get people into short courses that they can skill up more quickly. Now, the federal government is still waiting for WA and Victoria to sign up to a new national agreement to overhaul the vocational education system, which this funding depends on. And Labor says it remains to be seen whether this investment goes far enough. And Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Thank you, Olivia. More than 1,000 people have been turned away from the Queensland border since last Friday as the Sunshine State continues to insulate itself from the latest coronavirus hotspots. Victorians and Sydney residents from two council areas are being denied entry. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says the number of declared hotspots could grow. This is about keeping Queenslanders safe. We don't have community transmission at the moment in Queensland. 19 Queenslanders who had visited the Crossroads Hotel in Sydney have all tested negative. A man has died after a brutal stabbing attack inside a unit complex in the inner Sydney suburb of Piermont. Live to Laura Banks. Laura, the killer is still on the run. Good morning, Anne. Well, this is very much still an unfolding situation. Police were called here to Piermont to the Mirage Complex around 8 this morning after the body of a man was found with fatal stab wounds understood to have been in the elevator. Now, as you mentioned, the killer is this morning still on the run, but police say they are confident they know who they are looking for. Now, it's understood that the victim and the attacker were known to each other and that both worked here at the apartment complex. Now, I spoke to some shocked residents a short time ago. He was 
being pulled out of the lift um, on a stretcher, being covered with the, the blankets. Um, one of the police officers said, you know, you're not allowed back in. Oh, I cannot believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe it, no. I don't feel good and also not safe because I live with my family and three kids, you know. Now, the dog squad has been through the underground car park. Police are checking every car that comes out of the complex and forensic officers are making their way through the crime scene. And as more information comes to hand, and we will bring that to you. Laura Baggs reporting. Thank you, Laura. Johnny Depp's defamation trial has heard more shocking allegations, including that former partner Amber Heard was repeatedly told not to smuggle her dogs into Australia. The London court heard that Miss Heard pressured a staff member to take the blame. Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld has more. More of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's former staff members are giving evidence to the court as he fights claims published in a British newspaper here two years ago that he was a wife-beater and violent monster during his relationship with the actress. One former staff member saying, though, that it was Amber Heard who was the antagoniser in the relationship. Another saying Amber Heard stole a woman's violent rape story, using it as her own. While a third claimed in court that Johnny Depp's then wife pressured him into lying to Australian authorities about Pistol and Boo, the teacup Yorkshire Terriers smuggled into Australia during that infamous 2015 episode when the couple were living on the Gold Coast and Johnny Depp was making one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Kevin Murphy, who was an assistant to Johnny Depp at the time, says he warned Amber Heard she faced severe penalties for not completing the appropriate paperwork and flouting Australia's strict animal quarantine laws. He says that she threatened to sack him unless he took the blame for her, which he says he did. He was asked in court, you are now admitting you committed perjury in Australia as a result of something your boss's wife asked you to do. That's correct, he said. The court was also played the Barnaby That's Joyce press conference where the then Agriculture Minister California. threatened to or euthanise the animals. The court was told Johnny Depp never wanted the dogs in Australia in the first place. We have breaking news out of Bali now, where Australian woman Sarah Connor has just been released from prison. Connor from Byron Bay spent four years in Karabakan prison over the death of a Bali police officer on Kuta Beach in 2016. She'd always maintained her innocence, claiming she was trying to break up a fight between her boyfriend and the officer. She just said that she's ha she will be uh, going home soon and then she's very, very happy. Connor is currently at the Jimbaran Immigration Office working through plans for her to come home. A man and child are fighting for life after what appears to have been an exposure to gas inside an Adelaide home. Police arrived at the Eden Hills house around midnight to find the 43-year-old man and a three-year-old girl unconscious. They were treated by paramedics and are now in hospital. Some of the world's richest people, a former US president and high-profile celebrities, have all fallen victim to hackers this morning. Their Twitter accounts were taken over in a bid to steal Bitcoin from unsuspecting users. US correspondent Paul Kadak reports. Good morning, Anne. In a major breach of Twitter security, some of the biggest names on the platform with tens of millions of followers 
found their accounts hijacked by these scammers, including Amazon owner Jeff Bezos, Microsoft founder Bill Gates, SpaceX's Elon Musk, former President Barack Obama, celebrities Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. The official accounts of Apple and Uber also taken over, each of them suddenly sending out a fake message similar to this one appearing on the account of Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden, saying something along the lines of their giving back to the community, promising people if they sent an amount of money in the cryptocurrency Bitcoin to an account, their money would be doubled. Now, despite the usual warning, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Soon after the hijacking started, the scammer's account showed more than 300 transactions and having received more than $100,000. Twitter scrambling to investigate, trying to remove the tweets, disabling some of its services to try and deal with the breach in what is one of the most high-profile hacker attacks on the platform. And America has escalated its attack on China, announcing travel bans on employees of Chinese companies, including tech giant Huawei. It comes just a day after President Trump ended Hong Kong's special status under U.S. law. The State Department will impose visa restrictions on certain employees of the Chinese of Chinese technology companies like Huawei that provide material support to regimes engaging in human rights violations and abuses globally. China is accusing the United States of gross interference in its internal affairs. Visitors to Paris can once again enjoy panoramic views of the city, with the top floor of the Eiffel Tower reopening. The lifts that whisk people up the 324-metre-tall tower are now back in operation, allowing 250 people at the top. Tourism bosses are relieved. Sites are beginning to reopen as the industry tries to recover from the pandemic. Sir Captain Tom Moore, who raised millions of dollars for Britain's health service, will receive his knighthood in person from the Queen. The monarch invited the 100-year-old war veteran to Windsor Castle for his own ceremony. Face-to-face -face royal duties were put on hold during the coronavirus pandemic. However, the Queen has made an exception and will carry out the official engagement tomorrow. The huge surf that pummeled Sydney yesterday has moved along the eastern seaboard to the Gold Coast. Southern Queensland has caught the tail end of the big swell caused by a low-pressure system in the Tasman. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.